Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sky Blue Fans TV. Tonight, I've been joined by Ken Stewart, Justin Inot from the Coventry City East Midlands Supporters Club, and we'll be later having uh, Fulham fan Skibby coming onto the show to preview the Fulham game. So, preview tonight, I'm going to talk about the disappointing result at uh, Nottingham Forest, 2 0 defeat, which now condemns the Sky Blues to exactly mid table in the league, 12th in the league. And then we'll be talking about Sunday's game at Fulham. OK, let's start with you, Justin. Welcome to our podcast. Um, let's just start off, obviously, before we talk, before we talk about the game, then start the game, Robbins uh, tactically goes for one up front, no Matty Godden. Um, what was your initial you know, feelings ahead of the game? Do you think you got that right? Bearing in mind we're playing a, a side on, a, you know, in, in probably, probably one of the form teams in the league. Um, oh, oh, well, good evening to you all. Um, but... Um, yeah, on that answer, I suppose, I think, for me, yes and no. Uh, yes, because the way Forrest to play, if we can snuffle them out from a midfield to a defensive level, and from the guys I know are Forest fans and that lot, um, they they say for the first 20 minutes of this season, every game they've had, Forrest have been nervous at the back. And I thought, with that theory in my head, and the way we were pressing at the beginning of the first half, I thought, we, if we could damage them, they could wobble. And and then, then you have that 20, 25-minute onslaught with them in the second half. And then if you can hold them out, and even if you let them in with one goal, we can snatch a draw. But unfortunately, <laughs> that completely backfired. The, the one up front does its job to some degree. But again, uh, not many teams, and even away games, you know, can work with one up front. If you've got prolific goal-scoring team up front. So, for example, we're talking about the Forest team last night. I mean... Then the days when they had Collymore and people like that, they had two strikers up front. One could play off another, bang them in every every other second. We've not got that. We've got, and I don't mean this against uh, Matty Gunn, but it's more out than in this season. Um, almost yeah. like a moment, isn't it? Um, and then Victor's been holding it as best he can on his own. Uh, obviously, the release of Walker, uh, that's never really been a problem because Walker is what Walker is. He's, he's at a level, but not the championship level. And then you fall to the to the kids behind it, uh, and the Fabio obviously is coming on, but he's not in my eyes, and I'm sure to many Coventry fans' eyes, he's not given the chance to to express himself properly from a 90 minutes. And you can put him on the bench for the last 10 minutes or one minute or how many seconds you want to put him on. He needs a proper run out before the end of the season, or at least start looking at the kids to go, what can we use them for next season? Now that we, we pretty much might as well say the season's done now, yeah. let's 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 start playing the game and temp and you know testing. Testing folk that that could be assets and getting rid of the ones that aren't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair point because I think, you know, I think the season, I think the, the season was done probably two or three games ago. If I have to be brutally honest, if we had, we, did, we did have an outside glimmer of a chance, but I think now, after yesterday, I think you know, well, I think after Fulham, which um, we'll talk about, obviously with Skippy who's, uh, who's joined the show. I think after that game, when I'd say, well, maybe yes, you know, we've got you know. Possibly someone like a Birmingham City. I would like to see, you know, Tavares start two up front. What you got to lose, really? You know, we can't. We're not going to gain anything this season. I think 
I think now we've got to look at can we get top ten now? That's 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 the aim because I think that would represent a really you know decent season. I think the the the, the, the shame of it for me would be the possible shame of it, should I say, is if we do go on a bit of a losing run and, and we end up sort of back to where we were last season around 15th, 16th, which is you know not great. Um, but let's go back to the game itself. Ken, it was just again as, as Justin Lewis said, we did have chances, didn't we? But it's, I don't. I feel like we just don't look confident in front of goal. That's that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, they had that chance where he kind of lob, tried to lob the keeper. Um, probably not a, a straightforward chance, but it's just that bit of quality we just seem to lack in that final third. Yeah, it's just that final that final touch, isn't it? I mean, the, the build-up play is brilliant. Um, can't really fault the performance last night. I thought performance-wise we played okay, played really well, and we were on top for the first 20 odd minutes. Uh, and it's just if we'd have got that goal, that opening goal, I think that would have put a bit more pressure under the Forest. And uh, I say goals change games, don't they? And uh, if we just got that early goal, you never know what could happen. Um, we might have gone on and scored again, but it's all about taking chances. Uh, you know, Simon Moore didn't have that many saves to make during the game. He made a couple of saves, not many. Uh, but they took their chances. That was the difference. They're on fire at the moment, and that just gave them when they went a goal ahead. Uh, that just gave them a little bit more confidence for us, didn't it? And they uh, tend to get more of the ball, and they they went, attacked us a little bit more. But I say overall, I, I thought the performance was good. But up into the final third, and that and that, that that finishing touch, as you say, we just in front of goal when we get them chances, we've got to take them. Otherwise, you're going to get punished. And then exactly what what happened, they went down the field and scored. Yeah, I think it's been like a rec- it's been a recurring thing for quite a lot of yeah. our games this season, home and away, should I say. You know, yeah, exactly. there's been games where we've dominated possession-wise, but we still lose. I mean, like, I mean, there's Millwall, for example, QPR at home uh, in um, in mm. January, where we we were probably the better side, but again, we don't take our chances. And they Chances, won the game yeah, and they took the chances. And they were clinical and Forest exactly that. I mean, let's, let's go back. Let's go to the first goal, Justin. I think for me, there's two, there's two issues for it in my mind. First of all, Rose plays a pretty poor pass, which then you know starts starts the ball rolling for Forest. And then Todd Kane for me is, is asleep. He doesn't track the runner on the left hand side. He's got acres of space, and he gets behind us too easily, and puts the cross you know across the goal. Um, Bidwell struggled to get 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 away, and then and then you know, Johnson nips and score. I mean, to me, it's just it's just too many errors, isn't it? That, that's been kind of the problem defensively. I just feel like we've got a mistake in us every game, and that's that's my biggest frustration. It's the communication at the back, isn't it? And and your argument is then, like most clubs, and even uh, our guest from Fulham, I'm sure he'll say the same because he's about to live the dream again. Um, but um, obviously, it's your communication at the back, and if your captain isn't shouting. As long as it should, as he or she, well, if you're having a she, it's a, it's a women's game, but um, he or she, if you're doing a diplomatic answer on football, uh, if that, that captain is not giving the, the rollicking it needs all the time, 24-7, and shouting at people at the back, uh, and, and preferably nine times out of ten, your captain's always at the back anyhow. So I know you get some in midfield and up the front, but predominantly you want somebody looking up the field, not looking behind them. And, yeah. and, and that's... I think that's where we've got we haven't got that strength or that person. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's we've we've, we've got characters in the team that can shout and give it a good verbal, but we haven't had that communicate. We've had that communication problem all season because there's, there's something missing at that back where they all work together in sync. And and don't get me wrong. Again, Robbins has tinkered with things all season long, and it's not his fault with injuries. 
COVID kicks in, all that kind of stuff. Things are about to change around for a reason. But I think, I think going forward, he needs to sit down and look at the positives, but then and really, really work on those negatives for next season. And whether, and like I said before, we started the call a couple of loan set, a loan, a decent loan signings, the ones that can't make the Fulham team, for example, next season. Uh, the ones that start looking at if we can afford them, or or if Fulham will do a deal with us, or any, or whoever else is going up, or or anybody from the Premiership who can't get a game. You know, we can't go looking at League One and League Two because that's not good enough for the Championship. So we need to start edging our bets at a decent height if we want to go somewhere. We want to get some quality in from somewhere. Now it's it's all down to money again, isn't it? We're not a big club by any by any standards, like in terms of thirty thousand crowns every week. Um, but we have got good support for what it is, you know, for what for where we are. And considering where we were in Birmingham, let alone Northampton, we're back to, I'd say, not quite Highfield Road attendances, but we're back to those kind of days when it was really packing it out. And especially this season, we've had a good 24, 25,000 crowds. Um, but then we've had some low ones, which people, you know, just pick off the games, don't they? I mean, we're, what, we've got season ticket orders. It's about... 15,000, 16,000, is it? Uh, 11,000 this season. 11, is it? Correction on that one. So, exactly. So, you've got your base standard there and then the rest turn up on the day. And then you've got your away fans to build it up. And obviously, the more local fans, the more we fill that away end, which boosts up the gates, gate receipts. Yeah. We just rely on things like money like that coming in. We've got to find, or whichever way you want to look at it from the owners, need to find another way forward or, or work something out. Because if we want to go further, Money's got to come from somewhere. I don't think yeah. we're never going to go any further than mid or just above that dreaded area. Sadly, yeah. I'd love to be proved wrong. And I'd love everybody to say to me, you're, you're just a silly idiot. You've got it wrong. Um, but I, I've got a feeling I'm right. I think, you, I, think, um, I, think, I think it's also looking at possibly do we sell a, you know, a Hamer, an O'Hare, a Yokerez to fund these signings because we have to be realistic. You don't have 30 million pounds sitting out of that pocket and saying, I want X, Y, and Z to sign for us. So I think we have to be realistic that we may have to go down that route of selling a key player to then, you know, effectively sell, I, I, I call it a sell Elvis by the Beatles logic. You know, you, you sort of buy it, sell a key player to then fund other players to, to build your team for next season. There's one um, thing. There's one thing though, Mark, is is um if you look at last night's game, for example, half of that forest team, if not more, are all loan players. Now yeah. only help them for next season. They're gonna have to do some serious shopping if they go yeah. up. Um well, they'll be all right because they'll have the parachute payment for starters. But that half of that team is going back to their parent clubs, aren't they, in the summer? So they're you know, fine yeah. how they are today. <clears throat> um, yeah, we've got a few loans. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's big pressure on them to go up because you know, like a lot. I think I think the one thing I'll say about um, current owners is that I think we're getting to a stage where they are the club is managed quite well financially. I think the last accounts showed that um, you know the debt. I mean, obviously, it's still under it's still in debt, but the debt is owned by CC themselves. It's not owned by outside creditors or anything like that. So I think there's I think it's managed well. But I think it's important that as fans we keep buying the season tickets for next season and, and keep you know f- help to fund you know yeah. these signings that we we crave for as supporters. Um, but let's go back to the game itself. I think second half was Kem's kind of same kind of story in a sense of um, you know 
playing good football, but we're just missing them chances. Um, O'Hare obviously missed that one. I mean, obviously, they get, the, they get the second goal, but you know, O'Hare missed that chance, that one on one, and, and Jokeres you know, sky one. It's just a frustration, isn't it? It's kind of as I say, as, as alluded before, it's just, I, I think, you know, in real, realistically, it wasn't a game we expected to win, but I think it was a game where we could have got something out of it if we just believed in ourselves. Do you think it's just lack of confidence that is the reason behind it? Or is it just yeah, possibly, possibly confidence. I mean, it all goes down to scoring goals again, isn't it? Once you, if you score a goal, you, you, your heads are up and the, get the fans behind you. And I just felt we needed a goal last night to, to lift us. If we'd have got a goal, that, that it would have been interesting to see how Forrest would have reacted, you know. Um, it might have changed the game plan a little bit, put put them under a little bit more pressure. Because um, we were still in the game, you know, at one 0 even we were still in the game. Because one 0 as you know, is a, a scoreline where you're still in the game, no matter what, anything can happen. Uh, Two 0 you think, well, you know, it's, it's an uphill struggle, isn't it? Um, and we just needed that. You say you are a bit, a bit of confidence in, in front of goal, especially. Um, and, and we, there's no doubt about it. We missed Matty Gordon last night. Uh, nobody expected him not to play. Uh, it was a bit of a um, bit of a strange one when we seen the team sheet that that Matty Godden was missing because we didn't know anything about it. He's obviously took a picked up the injury in, in training uh, that nobody knew about, and he's kept and, and Robbins had kept it quiet. And obviously, we had to go with Big Vic. And um, you know, although he's done well for us, he had a great chance last night. By the way, when he put it over the bar, thought he should have done better with that one. Um, but as I say, you can't really knock him because he's done well this year. They've all done well. And, uh, you know, I, I would have took a draw last night, to be honest, before the match, as we spoke on our previous pods. Um, but it wasn't to be. Um, I just felt, performance-wise, as long as we turn up, and I think it's the fans, chatting amongst the fans last night on the way home, they were all pleased with the performance. Uh, but just same old story, you know, we've got to take our chances. And if you don't get to take your chances when you create them, or at least one of them, then, then you're going to struggle, and and goals change games, and unfortunately, you know, as I said before, Simon Moore never had loads of saves to make. We wasn't under enormous amount of pressure, uh, considering Forest have, uh, you know, put four past Leicester and and Arsenal. They they beat Arsenal very well, um, and they were unlucky against Liverpool in the cup. I thought, you know, it's a bit, I was speaking to a Forest fan afterwards, and and he said, you know, he was very impressed with it. We're not far off a very good side, you know, which we're not. We're just probably missing a couple of um, couple of extra players in there and a bit of strength in depth. As we know, we had to bring an academy player on off the bench last night as well. They had experienced players off the bench, which they came on. Uh, and, you know, you just you, we can't compete with that at the moment. And as I say, we've got one of the lowest budgets in the league. So, you know, we've just got to make sure our recruitment's right in the summer and hopefully build, build on and uh, finish as high as we can now uh, yeah. for the rest of the season. It was... Um... Question of both of you on the game. Who, Justin, who was your standout player from the last night's game? Dabo. Dabo gets a lot of grief every week from everybody. But <clears throat> what I do like about it is he's determined. Um, yeah. Even even if his actions at time are a bit b- uh, bizarre. Um, yeah, and, very sometimes. Yeah. But he, I, I, I admire his determination. He gets some flack. And I'm I'm just one of everybody that probably does that time to time, but you know he does he he gives it I give him give him ten out of ten for trying and that's for me I, I mean, you give all the usual names that worth it you know Sheaf had an average game to some level um, but um, but 
for me, I, I, I like, I like, I feel sorry for him, but I also, I'm, I'm willing him one day to actually set the world alight. <laughs> I don't know where, but somehow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Justin. I, I think, I think Dabo, Dabo was outstanding last night. He kept uh, Spence, was it Spence at place for Forest? Yeah. Kept him very, kept him very quiet. And uh, even the Forest fan that I was talking to was quite impressed with Dabo. Uh, he said, you know, he didn't give that Spence much room on the ball at all, and he got forward when he could, and um, he defended really well. So that was one of Dabo's better games, you know, and it's nice to get a bit of confidence with Dabo because, as you say, he can be a bit rash sometimes with some of his decisions, as we've seen throughout the season. Um, he's been sent off a couple of times. So, uh, I'll just yeah, think... <laughs> it, it was outstanding last night. He, he was probably man of the match for me, Dabo. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like his form's progressing nicely, and then Todd Kane on the other side is re- regressing. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just frustrating because I thought Kane when he first joined us was actually, I think the fans loved him. He was, you know, he was creating chances. He looked good, good crossing. But actually, in in recent games, he's been disappointing. And I think defensively is my biggest criticism of, of Kane. He seems to switch off. I think him and for me, Rose for me is, is was disappointing. It's just. Sometimes it's just that distribution, that, that poor pass, that lack of concentration. And when you're playing teams like a Forest and, and a Fulham, you can't afford to make mistakes like that. You can't give these people half chances. They they punish you, they hurt you. And I think that's something we have to, you know, learn and learn from, you know, in, in on the training field and also, you know, looking ahead to the next season is we've got to we've got to improve that. And I think that's that's many criticism really of, of those sort of it's just those stupid moments where we just lose concentration and give away a soft goal, and it's frustrating because when you go when you go trail behind these sort of sides, it's hard to come back. You know they're tough sides to beat. Yeah. You know, it's an uphill I, task. Yes. I, I thought I thought Forest, in all honesty, weren't were they running second gear last night? If I have to be honest, mm-hmm. if I have to be brutal, they weren't. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the Forest team I saw in the cup games this season where they really took it to the opposition. It was yeah. a very kind of measured but clinical and that's the key word is clinical and that's what we don't have in our team we don't have a, a fit a fully fit Matty Godden I would say yes Jokeres for me to be fair to him, he scored 15 goals this season he can't knock it but he knock his performance um, but we need goals from around the other parts of the pitch and that's been our problem all season we don't get goals from you know midfield and that's why we don't that's why we're sort of 12 we're not you know in, in the playoffs and that's that's something Robbins has to look at in in the summer is, you know, who, who can we get that's going to score us goals in midfield? And personally, that's why I say we need another number 10, because then it gives you more flexibility as a manager. You can then go to go to Forest, play two genuine number 10s and play one up front and give and give, you know, someone like a Yoker as a bit of support. That's 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 how I see it anyway. In the heads and tails season, isn't it? First half of the season up till December, January, we were laughing, weren't we? You know, sitting in the top yeah. And then afterwards, it just seems to have like up and down like a yo-yo, final yeah. down. Um, yeah. Instead of, you know, capitalising on things and, you know, really going for it and giving it the best shot, we kind of like took the foot off the gas and uh, whatever, you know, it'll do. I've got my wages at the end of the month, it's fine. Um, yeah. and that's, that's the supporter's view. That's not the view of the individual player or the club or anything. I'm sure they think differently. But uh, when you look at it as a supporter, that, puts the money into the club week in, week out, home and away. You think to yourself, are you just taking the money here and you're just happy with anything here? Or are you 
or are you seriously needing some, I don't know, I don't know, do you want a better transfer? Do you want a different view going forward in the future? You're not interested or what? Um, we had that problem with Hamer, didn't we? Where it was off to Rangers at one minute, then it's off, then it's on, and all that kind of stuff. That that can unsettle a player, let alone the team. <clears throat> you know, hair gets picked on if wherever he's going next all the time. So that's the problem because of, and we're always been that kind of club, haven't we? From the the glory days of the eighties down to where we are today, whatever player we have that stands out, somebody else is waiting in the background with a money pocket, um, yeah. and they find it hard to keep hold of a character who sets the world alight. Unless you know, because money talks. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. But most, most clubs are selling clubs. In fairness, unless you're, yeah. you know, unless you're, um, I don't know, one of the top Manchester City or you know one of the top Premier League or, or La Liga or whatever the league it is. You know, every club pretty much is a selling club. You know, if if Fulham didn't get promoted this season, Mitrovic would be playing up elsewhere. And the same thing with Forest. If they don't get promoted this season, you know, it's unlike you know they, they'll have a hard season. I think the thing we have to be careful of as fans is as good a season as it's been, you look at someone like a Barnsley this season and they're going to League One. Pretend, mm. you know, it looks like they're going to League One. And they and that, that the season before they're in the playoffs. So we've got to make sure that, you know, this this is a big summer for us in terms of, you know, Robbins has to make some big decisions about who he lets go, who he brings in. because um, <laughs> I think we've done really well up till now. It's the second season in the championship to to be mid table is, is decent. But let's try and finish the season strongly. Let's try and get in that top ten and, you know, and build next summer. Probably, you've probably nailed that one. To be honest, we've got a team that's punching well above its weight in the in the financial market, and and the money we can afford to pay for for quality players to come in. Um, and yes, we've we've done we've exceeded and gone above. Um, so you know we, we shouldn't really look at this season as a failure, even though you feel like it because of where we've been at one stage and no disrespect to the guy from Fulham supporter on the on the call you know when, when we when we stuffed them at our ground um that was that was just a different class of football and that we, we don't see that week in week we see that once in a blue moon and that's where I don't work I mean I know Fulham can have that kind of premiership feel where they play a bit more like that open play passing the ball and everyone else and if you can get underneath that it, it derails people like that all teams should like that but, um, but you know and, and obviously the rest of the championship is almost like a, a league one to some degree a dog eat dog um and it can be that kind of setup system if you want to look at it like that but it, let's let's look at it on the bright side if you look at teams like Barnsley, like you just said they can be an up and down yo-yo club um rotherham are doing the same aren't they they're about to come yeah. up again they'll be yeah. up and down again and, and yeah. this like you just said this is our second season punching it with limited funds, players that don't always perform. It depends what, what, what if the sun's out or not. Um, and then, you know, we are where we are. And, and I think that we should take some positives out of this. It's not great, but it's not terrible either. You know, mm-hmm. And look at the right side. You could always have Mel Morris as your owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, I, I said at the start of the season, it'd be better 16th. Delighted with that. <laughs> And and at worst, we are going to be 16th. But you know, I think we can get probably mid-table, probably probably between 12 to probably 12 to 16. That's where we're going to be around that sort of area. I don't. I like us to be top 10. I think it's going to be tough, but let, let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, interesting times ahead. Um, but on the on Sunday, we're playing Fulham, and uh, delighted to say I've been joined by Skibby, Fulham fan. Um, welcome to our podcast, Skibby. Um, 
I mean, must be delighted with the season under Marco Silva. It's been, it's been brilliant and Mitrovic in the goals. Am I right in saying if you win, you must be close to promotion, aren't you? Is that right? Yeah, good evening, lads. Good to be here. Um, yeah, good you're evening. not wrong. It's it's a shame, really, because it would have been um, if you guys had done your job and beaten um, Forest, yeah. in Forest. But uh, no, uh, so it now comes down to if we beat you guys on Sunday and Birmingham managed to beat Forest somehow, then we can be promoted. But um, I mean, as much as we like to get it official, I've kind of felt it for a long time. If I'm honest with you, it's just that we haven't looked back since um, the uh, let's just call it the the incident that happened at your boys' place. That's the uh, that was the sort of turning point. So I do quietly thank you, lads, and um, the sort of the co-host on um, Football League Lowdown, Neil, um, has always reminded me of um, that day. But um, I was sort of looking at the results here. So looking back at when you guys did do us four-one we sort of pushed on from then and we just haven't looked back a few seven nil six twos and it's just you angered the beast <laughs> yeah Almost. yeah i mean i think i mean that that particular day was just a case where we played sublime football and, and to be fair fulham weren't but they weren't terrible i mean i, I always mm. felt like you know I, I mean apart from the usual stuff like like um Mitrovic, i like um is it harrison knee midfield um i think harrison reed yeah, really right him. I think he's a really good footballer. Um, very good work right yeah. Yeah, really rate him a lot. Um, and good technical side for them. Um, yeah, what... I think on, on that day, it was almost quite a comfortable first half, I remember. Uh, you know, yeah. their own goal going in half-time 1-0. I think you gave us way too much respect. And then when you kind of watch the second half, you... It's almost, I have to applaud your backroom staff, to be honest, because you, you noticed that our fullbacks were absolutely bombing forward. Um, and you pinpointed a weakness, which was the defensive side of um, Anthony Robinson at left back. So I think you had um, Matty Godden hammering him down that side. And then you mentioned about um, Dabo um, being man of the match last night. But I remember against Fulham, he just sort of, was attacking, 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 getting at, getting at him, and and we couldn't get our fullbacks up, and that was a, a very key way of how we played, uh, and yeah, you come away with the three points and a very well deserved res re result, I can say. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I think on the day we we, we were sublime, I and mean, we we've had that game and probably the Sheffield United game was probably the two standout games season where, funny enough, ex Premier League sides where we just absolutely just had a we just had a very very good day. But um, Fulham this season obviously has been a great season, uh, decent winning against Middlesbrough. Um, do you feel this is a Fulham side that's better equipped once you get promoted to the Premier League to sort of maybe stay up, or do you think it's a kind of a season next year where it might be you know struggling again? What how how do you have how do you oh. see what what um the uh, is it Mr. Carl the owner what what do you think yeah. he's got for? Do you know what it's a really tough one because. We've had both sort of attempts at the Premier League from both ends of the spectrum. We kind of had the first time we went up, I think it was 2018, where we threw money at it, 100 mil. We bought in, we replaced pretty much the whole team that we got promoted with and it didn't work out. And we got slated for not letting the guys have a chance. You know, sort of you've got the, I think Tom Kearney was injured, but the boys that got us up there, the Adoy 
um, Tim Ream um, and players like that, that sort of the cult heroes never really got a chance. Um, Johansson also comes to mind. And then once we came back down, we went back up. We we tried it with the team that, you know, got us there. Um, and I think, yeah, you need some investment and it didn't quite work out. But I'm also not the biggest fan of Scott Parker. So when we did get back up and Scott Parker had that crack at the the, the Premier League, he was just too negative. Um, for a fact, I mean, you you look now at the, the season that Mitrovic is having and and then Scott Parker actually dropped Mitrovic for a lot of the season and decided to play Car- um, Cavalero, who is really a winger. But for some reason, he became our striker. We loaned in the lad from Bordeaux, um, who used to play for um, uh, Sunderland. Um, I think it was Mata, but um, or Mata, there's somebody else. Uh, his name will come to me in a moment. But um, the fact that he's overlooked Mitrovic has just become laughable now. And then... We've always sort of said, Fulham fans, is that you look at Scott Parker and how he plays and he's very negative. And now it's starting to come to light with Bournemouth as well, that they sort of take the lead against these teams, go 1-0 up, try and bring on as many defenders as they can and then decide to sort of drop Mm. it towards the end. But um, are we well equipped this year? I'm quietly confident to say yes. We have a, a team which I think has the quality at least better than four teams that are currently in the Premier League um, in a confident way. And we've got a manager who kind of lets the reins off a little bit. I mean, we've got the the attacking intent from sort of Harry Wilson. Niskins Cabano sort of come in on his own uh, this season. Um, the young lad, Carvalho, who has unfortunately just joined Liverpool. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then obviously Mitrovic taking this different role. We're seeing him come way deeper, linking up the play. And I just really kind of like his work rate under silver. Um, and, I, and I think we're probably still around three or four players away from having that really competitive team. But I'm quietly confident that potentially we might have, you know, third time's the charm. <laughs> we might have cracked it. We might have some kind of method that works. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, in terms of personnel for the, looking ahead to the game on Sunday, um, notice you play four-two-three-one formation at, at Middlesbrough. Yeah. How do you will, will will Silver change tactics this game, or will he sort of play the same kind of formation ahead of this game on, on Sunday? I don't think he's going to change it at all. Um, we've got a, a sort of a formation which we've been very comfortable with. Four-two-three-one. I think we've been playing very much since the turn of the year, really, um, with the attacking fullbacks. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether, like I said, that you managed to nullify, nullify that um, in, in the home home tie for you guys. Um, but it was interesting yesterday to see that he rested a few players as well. So with an eye looking at Coventry potentially of how we're looking to sort of change it up. So, I mean, we had Shalabar start yesterday, which is obviously the more of a, the battler um, in the centre midfield instead of uh, Jean-Michel Serri, who is more of the take the ball up from the the, the defence, play the game at his own pace. Uh, and potentially, if he does start instead of Shalaba, are we expecting that kind of respect from Coventry that, you know, that we're not expecting the the high press on our, on our centre midfielders, which means that Seri will have that time that he likes. Um, but um, 
yeah, personally, I don't see too much of a change. I think Nico Williams didn't play yesterday due to personal reasons, but I, I would imagine him to come back. But even without him, we've still got Kenny Tete, who um, is still a very attacking, very good right back. Um, and potentially Niskins Cabano coming in for um, Bobby Decadova Reed. Um, I think that was just merely a just a rotational, just giving him a rest. But um, I, I I could just imagine quite a possession hungry play, fast paced, um, and just trying to just trying to get your back line as much as we can, really. But um, that's what I'd imagine anyway. Yeah, uh, Ken's got a question, Ken. Yeah. Oh, good evening, mate. All right. Hiya. Um Mitrovic, I know he's 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 one is he one goal away from forty? Forty goals, is that right? Uh two so goals. I believe he's on thirty eight. Thirty eight. All oh, right, okay. Let's hope he uh we keep him quiet on Sunday. Um I was just saying what what um any players in the Coventry lineup that, that you'd be a bit wary of? I know you mentioned Dabo earlier. Uh yeah. games now and again, but depending on what sort of team we have turning up. Is there any other players that stand out for you? Always going to be O'Hare. Um, mm. Always seems to be a handful. Um, absolutely. I mean, I think Matty Godden, I have my views on Godden because obviously yeah. what happened at the uh, the home tie, but um, <laughs> yeah. he is a tricky customer. Um, I give him that, but um, is it true that he might not be around? Is that yeah, well, he, was, he missed last night's game. He's got an injury, so we don't know whether he's going to be fit or not. So yeah, it's a bit fifty-fifty with him at the moment, I think. Like I said, it's always that left side for us. So if um, our left back isn't the strongest defensively, so if I was um, Coventry, then that's where I'd be trying to look to attack, and that's probably where you'd want your sort of Godden and O'Hare to be attacking, um, yeah. and even Dabo just trying to pin him down. I mean, Jokeresh for me. I said it after the game, and I still stand by it, is a top-quality centre-forward. Um, he went off the boil a little bit in the season, but, I mean, 15 yeah. goals for the season is still nothing to, you know, shun completely. Um, but I think if I had to pick one who I could see causing us problems, potentially getting a goal as well would be O'Hare for me. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the most fouled player, I believe, in the... Um in the championship because everybody marks him or, <laughs> or tends to bring him down because, uh, you know, he's, a bit, he's our biggest creator, really. Absolutely. But if you nullify if him, he, I reckon you can... Yeah, if he could only finish because he's had a few chances, he's just a bit mm. of a letdown when he comes to finishing, but uh, he's a fantastic player for us. And uh, I'm, for one, I'm looking forward to making my first trip to Fulham because uh, we haven't played there for a very long, long time. So I think it's over 50 years plus. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know it was yes. that long. Yeah, it's a long time since we played at Fulham. Yeah, well, we keep missing each other. Um, I believe it was. It might even be longer than fifty. It might be sixty years. I'm not sure, but I've never seen. A lot of fans. I've never been. To, I've been past Fulham many a times when I've been to London, mm. but I've never actually been to the to the ground before in as a, watch a, to watch a game. So I'm looking forward to um, for my first visit to Fulham. Yeah, it's got a bit of a reputation, are. isn't it, of away fans wanting to make that trip because it's got a bit of character about it that um yeah obviously i'm a bit yeah. privileged and spoiled that i get to go most games but um yeah yeah um, and a lot of the younger fans especially have never been there and i certainly haven't been there either and uh, so uh, i'm looking forward to to making the trip and hopefully um you never know we might we might we might bring something back you never know but uh I it wouldn't surprise me sure, <laughs> sure there's gonna be plenty of goals um so uh, we're looking forward to it 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, Rick Justin, um, from a Coventry viewpoint for this game, is it a case where we play a similar side for Fulham, one up front and then pack the midfield, would you say? I'd like to think, because it's a different kind of team here, like I said in the earlier conversations, Fulham are still kind of playing like a premiership team to some level with that passing around, that kind of quality of players that they can move that around to that level, even though at times they've had to rough it and knuckle down to play championship football and, and be dirty like the rest of us all. Uh, I don't mean dirty as a filing players. I mean, you know, getting really stuck in, so to speak. Um, yeah. But uh, that they, they, they are probably the team that Coventry wants to play because I think the way we can play our football suits to the way Fulham wants to play us and vice versa. So I think, I think it should be quite an interesting game. I, I, I'm quite, I don't know, there's something tells me of a draw on this one. And we're quite good at draws at the minute, aren't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. um, <coughs> something, says, something says a draw. I think Fulham will go 1-0 up. I'm not saying we're going to do a 98th minute thing again, but um, <laughs> I, I think it'll be a second half equaliser from somebody. I don't think O'Air, Skibby, so I won't put your money on him. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it'll probably be an own goal, if anything, or a dodgy penalty. Because um, oh, you're good at those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and even our penalties don't always go in. So um, I don't even hold out on that one. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, I, I've got a sneaky feeling of a draw on this one. Um, and I think it's, I think knowing that Fulham need to win this one, and we've got Birmingham, like you say, it means they could laugh it off and nail us and, and get the job done. Or they could have stage fright. And a lot of teams. Oh. The final bit, don't they? They have that little bit of a wobble where yeah. they're almost, yeah. out, almost out of sight, and then they have that one game where you think, oh, "Why have you done this today of all days?" And you've seen how many teams do it up and down the league. You know, when it comes to close to ceilings to it. I mean, I'm not saying you guys in cocky took now to be a major mess, wouldn't it? If that ever happened, but um, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it, it's it's probably the the team that's got nothing to play for, and the team that's got mm. something. Can throw a result. Well, it's interesting you say they've got nothing to play for because I think you're the only team this season that have thoroughly embarrassed us as a team in terms of a scoreline. So I think that will be definitely on their minds to think if I if I'm Marco Silva, I'm 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 telling the boys that you know there's two thousand fans out there. There's a whole team there who laughed at you at their place and they don't think that you know you are deserve to be where you are because of you know the drubbing of a 4-1 they gave us go out there and show them exactly why we're top of the league and I'd, who we are i'd agree with that skibby but <laughs> if you if you're setting the uh sat in our ground against forest at the beginning of the season and and then obviously the, the tables turned last night yeah it, it <laughs> could well be another yeah. another moment like this so um could be either, either going to be a, a sneaky little draw or you're going to do it over one of the two. Yeah. I'd love to say a win, but I'd be lying. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I mean, I was, I was, I was kind of hoping that uh, Fulham had already got promoted by the time we played this game because then they might have just relaxed a bit and we, you know we might have uh, you know got got a win. But I think I think Skibby's kind of got made a good point there. I think Fulham will feel they have something to prove to us because of the fact that we did humiliate them a bit, really, 4-1. No one really would have thought that. I, I certainly didn't think at the start of the game, particularly when it was 1-0 at half-time. I was thinking, 
you know, I'd be happy if we nick a draw, but you know, that's that's we were just absolutely sublime. So for me, I would say I like I, I personally would like to play I'd like to see two people with a ten as a Coventry fan. I'd like to see Matson get a start. I'd probably leave out maybe a sheaf, um, play sort of two and then two. I know it's quite attacking, but I'd like I think I think Fulham are a sort of side that where we struggle for me in, in games this season is when we play against sides that put sort of like nine, ten men behind the ball when they break quickly. I don't see Fulham playing that way. I think Fulham are going to play quite expansive football. And I think I'd like to see us be a little bit expansive back. I mean, I know potentially that might leave opens, but I think I think the best way to defend is to attack, in my view. So, I I mean, I don't know what your view is, Ken. Would you have someone like Matson started or would you would you go with the extra man in midfield for this game? No, definitely, I'd go for it. We've got nothing to lose now, have we? Let's just try and uh, pick up as uh, many points as possible now and uh, go for it. I think attack, attack. Uh, I mean, we're we're, be- we're always a better team when we attack, uh, and I'd, I'd definitely play uh, an attacking side on 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 Sunday uh, because I think um, you know Fulham are a very attacking side, as we know. Uh, they tend to score every time they, they sort of go forward, so. If you play them at their game, then you never know we might we might get something out of it. Uh, I do think there'll be goals in the game, so um, yeah, I'll definitely go for an attacking side, and I'll be tempted if if Godden's available to play two up front, definitely. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go predictions for this game. So I'm going to start with Skibby in the white corner. What's, uh, what's your verdict for this yeah. game? I reckon it will be four-one, but the other way. It's time. Revenge, revenge. Uh, the revenge will be sweet because I'm, I'm just looking at some of the Fulham's results. So the, the teams that seem to have beaten us and shocked us, sort of like the Bristol City result um, and Reading comes to mind, sort of they got on the back of a 6-2 or a 7-0. So I don't think it'll be that bad, but um, I think there will be goals, like you say, but I think it might be all from one side, unfortunately, for you guys. Yeah, Justin, could you concur with that view? No, well, I'm gonna. I'm still sticking to me one or draw. Fair enough. Wow. Okay. I'm saying it. I'm living in the dream world that some miracle can happen. But then I've been living in that dream world since August. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may as well continue it. Hey, at least yeah. till, till May. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair enough shout. I think that could happen. It's, it's not. Not beyond the realms of possibility, so you know why not? You know, um, it'll g the team, just something to give them something to smile about. Well, we've got to look at it. Let's look, I mean, let's look at it this way. If I'm Mark Robbins, I'm saying, look, we're playing a Premier League side this weekend, all in all but name. So let's go for it. What have we got to lose? We've got nothing to lose. And I personally don't. I don't want us to play with, you know, a load of midfielders across, you know, in the extra midfielder. I'd rather. Us, if we're going to lose, try and lose and go down fighting because, you know, you just don't know in this game. Fulham have had the odd, you know, shock result and you just don't know. I thought I thought there were signs in that, in that Forest game where, you know, Forest were, you know, not, not at their best. And it's just that bit of confidence, that belief. And I think that's been our problem all season is we don't always, it's been the odd game, obviously, with the Fulham home games, example, and Sheffield United, where, We've absolutely blitzed and played sublime football, but there's been a lot of games where we just look, you know, we look lacking confidence. I mean, Callum O'Hare is an example. 
fantastic player, you know, when he's got the ball to his feet. But when it comes to the final third, he just seems to lack that confidence in, in, in going for the shot, shooting across the keeper. And, you know, I mean, my, my prediction, I'll go to Ken in a minute, but my prediction, I think it will be, I think it's going to be like a 3-2 one, one way or another. I'm probably going to go for Fulham, to be honest. I think they'll probably win. But I think I think I think I think I can see us scoring goals. Um, but that's why I'd say I go Matson because I think Matson is actually a better player. So I, I would go Kane and and, um, and Dabo as my as my sort of left wing backs. And I'd actually move. I mean, I'm surprised didn't do that yesterday before us. I'd have had Matson in that second attacking number ten position alongside O'Hare. Because he's a left, he's a naturally left-sided player. I'm, I'm surprised that Robbins hasn't used him more in that position because I think he's better going forward than he is defensively. I think Matson defensively is, is average, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. I'm probably, I think for the game, I'm going to say probably three-two Fulham. I think it'd be a good, close, exciting game. I'd go to Fulham because I think they they need they need to win the league. I think had Fulham have won the league already, I think they might have put their foot off the gas a bit. And I think we might have got something, but um, I'll probably go for the, for a home win. Uh, Ken, what's your, what's your verdict for the game? <laughs> uh, well, it'll be my second away trip on the trot. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think there'll be goals. Uh, and I do think, I mean, I know Fulham are a fantastic side. I, I do think we have got a chance of scoring against them. So uh, I'm going to go for a 2 2 draw, Mark. Two, two. Desmond. Desmond, I like a Desmond. Yeah, yeah Desmond 2 2. <laughs> Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, just give me one more question. Um, in terms of fans, what's, what's the nearest pubs to go to or around the ground that you know of? Around the ground down? is not the best, uh, if I'm honest with you, but um, you're better off sort of sticking around the, the sort of the nearest tube stations, depending where you come in. So uh, you can come in from either Hammersmith, which is what I normally do. Um, yeah. So I'll be going to the Duke of Cornwall pub. Um, I'll also be joined by um, Neil um, Littlewood, who is the uh, unfortunate um, commentary fan that I've been hanging out with. <laughs> but oh, yeah. um, no, no, so we'll, well. Yeah. we'll be in the uh, Duke of Cornwall near Hammersmith. But um, alternatively, if you um, come in on Putney Bridge, um, there's a few pubs around there, which I can't remember the exact name of. But you'll find some there's. One nearer the ground called the Crabtree, but it's always rammed. You're always better off to enjoy a few pints near the stations and then enjoy the walk to the ground. About 20 minutes uh, walk yeah. across along the Thames. Great stuff. Ken, um, what's the um, Tavern's um, travel plans for this game? Yeah, situation. They've still got a few tickets left for the cut. Obviously, the, the um, allocation's been sold out for the game. That's been sold out completely. So all tickets for the game have been sold. Um, and have been for, for a few weeks now. But if you're still looking for transport, there's a few tickets left on the coach. They're leaving at 10 o'clock. Uh, the price is 22.50. That includes um, a bit of breakfast as well before you go. So um, yeah, there is a few tickets at the tavern. So if you'll contact the tavern, either on their website or, or telephone them, and you can book on the line or on the phone. Uh, I think there's a few tickets left. They've got a double-decker coach going down. So. Uh, about an 80 seater so um there's a few tickets left on that Very if fun. you're struggling for transport because it's a bit difficult to park as well somewhere around by london so if you're traveling by coach yeah. probably, probably be a bit, i'm going down my coach so uh it'll be best uh, rather than drive uh, then you have yeah. to worry about parking yeah no great stuff 
Um, yeah, I think that rounds off tonight's pod. Um, so I want to extend my thanks uh, to Fulham fans, Skibby. Thanks for coming on tonight. No Ken, worries, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Ken, thanks as always. Uh, Justin, great, great, great performance. Thanks, uh, thanks for your thoughts for tonight's show, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you in a future podcast. Um, so um, we've got um, got one small announcement to make, um, sort of towards the end of the season. We will be announcing um, our first Sky Blue Fans TV Player of the Season. Um, we will be sort of launching that um, sort of around the Bournemouth game. Ken, is that right? That's right. Uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a trophy and everything. Uh, in conjunction with the Sky Blue Tavern, yeah. um, we've got a joint player of the season award. You'll be able to, all the fans on the podcast will be able to vote. You'll yeah. be also able to vote, you'll be able to vote at the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery, where they'll have voting boxes. And everybody that does enter the uh, draw will uh, have a chance of winning a Comte City signed shirt um, and have a chance to present the trophy to the winning player at the tavern um, at the date to be announced. So. Yeah, we'll keep you informed on, on all that. So uh, thanks for that. Um, play up Sky Blues and we'll speak to you soon. Uh, next podcast will be this Sunday um, where we'll be talking about the win against uh, Fulham, which I'll be saying uh, with a smile <laughs> on my face. And uh, we'll talk, be talking our next game. We've got a couple of Birmingham City fans on uh, to preview Birmingham. So that's all, all to look forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening. Good night and speak to you soon. Yeah, good night. Cheers. Yeah.